How about some food for thought about food? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We're up to the Torah portion of Akev, a portion that has within it several references to food and really can help us develop better attitude related to food. The verse describes Eretz Chita Usaura, the land that has the seven special products about which the land of Israel is praised. And as we deal with those products, for example, I have in front of me the choice of an apple or a grape. I want to eat both, but both warrant the blessing Bori Priya eats, the blessing on the fruit of the tree. Well, all things being equal, a grape versus an apple, grape is in the list, Geffen, apple is not, the blessing should be made on the grape. Interestingly, if it's a choice of products within the list of a grape or an olive, whichever one is closest to the word Eretz, a little complicated, but the basic rules over here, that it's not it's prioritization based on being earlier in the list and earlier, closer to the word Eretz. You're closer to the land of Israel. The land of Israel is being praised directly with this product first. So interestingly, in that equation, since the word for the olive, Zeit Shemen, is immediately juxtaposed to the word Eretz, and the word for the word grape, Geffen, is three detached. So therefore, the olive beats the grape. A funny um, situation, years back, one of my kids came home from school saying, I learned in school that old doctors get fat patients, but I don't remember what that was supposed to teach me about food. Well, thankfully, I was able to put together that it's the ODGFP, old doctors get fat patients, was a mnemonic for the sequence, olives, then dates, then grapes, then figs, then pomegranates. ODGFP is the mnemonic to remember the sequence, olive, dates, grapes, figs, pomegranates, that if you have a choice of which one to make the blessing on, that would be the prioritization. I suggested, why not remember it as only do good for people? That's the same ODGFP, but for some reason, just not as popular with the kids. That said, we have a lesson over here of an interplay. God is saying the land of Israel is praised related to these products, and therefore we give a prioritization to those products, and we give a prioritization within the list to a product that's more closely attached to the land of Israel, to the word land representing the land of Israel. The verse continues and describes Israel as a land, you will not eat bread out of poverty. Fascinating perspective I heard years back from a rabbi in Israel that one blessing is that you won't only have bread. You won't be eating bread out of poverty. You will have a lot of food, a variety of food, but... He added, there could be another layer of blessing here. Even if, in fact, all you're eating is bread, you will not feel impoverished. Because a person can be having the same basic food. One person feels dejected that this is what I'm eating. The other is appreciative. God, you provided this for me. And it's a blessing to be able to have even a more basic, more modest, more humble living and still be able to be fully appreciative and thereby satisfied. Continuing on, the next verse is the verse that leads to our very famous concept of grace after meals. You shall eat, be satiated, and bless God. And the idea of blessing God, in this context, is the blessing following a meal. Biblically, we are mandated to bless God if we had a satisfying meal. 
by tradition and rabbinic law, we are quick to thank God, even if we had a more basic meal, as long as we had a small measure of a bread form, we will thank God and say the grace after meals. And we are the type of people who look for opportunities to express our gratitude. And in fact, by rabbinic tradition, we thank God prior to eating as well. The notion of the hamotzi before the bread and the hagafan before the wine and really the variety of blessings. Not familiar? Check out. There are apps, uh, brachos.com, and sites like that that can give you the array of the blessings, Hebrew, English, transliterated. There are options out there to find the blessings. Not sure at any point or need any clarification, reach back out to me, Coaching at Gmail. Happy to uh, help fill in the blanks. But the concept that we are quick to help train ourselves to be appreciative to God and not take it for granted that we have so many food choices. It was a uh, great anecdote in Israel, probably about three decades ago, a uh, young woman approached the person who was leading the uh, the get-together. There was a uh, gathering of teens or college-age students and they were going to be making the blessing together Friday night on the bread, and a young woman approaches the leader of the program and says, I'm not sure what the best thing is to do over here. I don't believe in God, and I don't want to be a hypocrite. So to say a blessing, thank you, God, for providing me this bread, I believe is a hypocritical statement. At the same time, I am very keen on being part of a team, part of a community, not standing out, not detaching from community. And as a community, all of my peers are going to be standing here together saying the blessing. I don't feel that it's right to detach from community, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. What do you recommend? Now, not an easy question. How do I respond to somebody who's saying the premise is I don't believe in God, and now what should I do? The organizer of the program wasn't comfortable answering the question himself, and he turned it up a notch. He went to one of the senior rabbis of Jerusalem, of the world, really, at the time, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arabach, who was recognized world over as an incredible scholar with a very keen understanding not only of Jewish law, but of people and how people operate. And he recommended the following. Tell her, I'm not demanding, I'm not encouraging even, they recite a blessing that you find hypocritical. Don't say the classic bracha. But... Don't allow yourself to approach the food as simply, here's food, I'm hungry, I eat, as animals approach food as well. Don't allow it simply to be a response to your instinctive need for food that you gobble it up. <clears throat> Rather, allow the concept of blessing, even without the declaration of the blessing, to allow that to impact you and train yourself to be human in your interaction with food. Even if you don't want to be religious in your interaction with food, be human, meaning stop and make a statement. As everybody else is saying, the Baruch Atah, the blessing, Hamotzi Lech utter a statement so it looks like you're part of the crowd. Say quietly to yourself, I'm appreciative of the fact that I have food. I'm appreciative of the fact that this program has given me the food. I'm appreciative of the fact that somebody delivered it from the store or the caterer or the restaurant. I'm appreciative of the fact that the farmer put in his effort to toil to produce these products and appreciate the fact, let yourself train to be focused on appreciation. You will change your attitude on food. You will change your attitude on yourself. 
allow yourself to become a thinking, appreciative person rather than instinctive, animalistic reaction to food. I have a suspicion that Rabbi Auerbach was also anticipating that as she became an appreciative person, she would start to think back to the core of, well, really, thank you to the farmer for his efforts. How about thank you to the earth for being fertile? Or maybe thank you to the designer of an earth who made it fertile. And maybe this would lead back to a connection to a designer, to a ultimate provider with a capital P of the food, and that she would eventually learn to want to say that bracha as well. I don't know, but at least that aspect of bracha he was hoping she would absorb. The further elements of how we look at food, how we look at food again here, it's something that helps us connect with the land, helps us think about the land of Israel, helps us appreciate God, helps us focus on all that God has done for us. Um, It's interesting how Rambam, when he talks about taking care of yourself, describes the fact that we often treat food very differently when we are supplying it to our animals versus when we're supplying it to ourselves. How many of you have ever um, allowed your animal to significantly overeat or allowed your animal to eat something which was particularly unhealthy for that animal on a regular basis? Rambam describes that the average person cares for his horse better than he cares for himself. And Rambam was a big advocate for our looking at food as a tool for helping ourselves serve God. Rambam uh, has regiments related to food. And again, we have to be cautious how much we apply from different eras of history and knowing with the different realities of our day. But in the concept and in the overall description of how we relate to uh, the, the value of eating and purpose of food is very significant. The Rambam, in the beginning of the fourth chapter of Deos, writes the following. Since having a complete, healthy body is of the ways of God. Ways of God. You can't properly understand godly elements. You can't properly delve into the depths of wisdom when you are unwell. And therefore, one must avoid things that are damaging to the body. Rather, to view food as a tool for me to feed this thing called my body, my body, at least a tool for my success, at least as much of a tool as my horse. And I want to treat it appropriately. I want that horse to be able to do the good job and get things done. Well, my body has a job to do to serve my neshama, to serve my soul in accomplishing its tasks, which include connectivity with God and being capable and healthy to do all that I need to do and a very different attitude on food than many of us might start with. In uh, one of his many books, my, my friend, uh, former colleague here in Cincinnati, Rabbi Baruch Lef, uh, describes that, is actually in his chapter, Are you, uh, in his book, Are You Growing? He has a, a subsection, Why Did Hashem Create Taste Buds? And reading his paragraph over here, everybody loves to eat. The Rebono Shalalam, God Almighty, created us with this innate nature. We have to eat in order to survive, in order to receive proper nutrition to ensure good health. 
But if the purpose of eating was purely for survival, God could have made energy pills that we would take or some kind of regular intravenous type of form of maintaining nutrition. We'd ingest nutrition this way daily so we wouldn't die, but that's not what God did. He created us with taste buds that we would enjoy our food, so we would be drawn to want to eat food. When you think about it, our drive to eat tasty food is not for our stomachs. <clears throat> and then he goes on, what then makes us want good food? It's all about taste buds. And Hashem, God, fashioned taste buds for one purpose only, so that we would enjoy our food and drive pleasure from eating. We would then appreciate his kindness, turn to him, thank him, feel his love for us, and further generate a desire to come closer to him. In other words, Hashem created taste of food in order to increase our love for him. We all may love to eat. We're really supposed to eat in order to love, to love God. That idea, as we encounter food, which we probably will do several times in the future in our lives, for most of us probably several times in the next few hours, for some of us maybe doing that exactly as we're listening to this podcast. As we encounter food, let's remember that food can be a tool to help us become aware of the myriad of kindnesses that God does for us. We have to actually pause and ponder what we're eating for a moment, be attentive to the fact that we have the taste buds rather than what did I have for lunch today? can't quite remember because we moved so fast through life. But allowing ourselves to pause and ponder, allowing a bracha to serve as the tool to help us pause and ponder can help us be more appreciative. I think if we can do that, we will more appreciate both the food that we have, more appreciate the bodies that we are nurturing with our food, be potentially more attentive to taking care of those bodies so that we can continue to be those appreciative people and continue to grow to be the type of people oriented towards ever aiming to achieve Aratakles.